Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be at Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in lube and tires, but they are much more than that. So, again, their website at downtownlube.com. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. Make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri, on First and Main Street at Downtown Lube. And happy March. Welcome into the show. We appreciate everybody listening. Of course, as always, you can get the show wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or even right here in the call-in app. And we do appreciate you uh, downloading, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Uh, It's March. We've been Mm -hmm. talking a lot about basketball. We threw some baseball in there today. We're going to get to both of those topics today. Here's the great part. The NFL is still dominating the news circuit where Mm -hmm. we have to talk about two of the quarterbacks uh, in the league, two previous MVPs. The one that is uh, the forefront is one Lamar Jackson. Today, the NFL and NFLPA sent a memo telling teams, do not negotiate with Ken Francis. He is not a licensed agent, and teams shouldn't talk to him. However, it seems like, at least to me, that this guy is representing Lamar Jackson, and that the NFL and NFLPA has told teams not to. And then right before we sat down to do this, Lamar Jackson tweets out that him and his partner, Ken, will be releasing this complete gym. I, I don't know what to take about this whole situation. It's just, I've tried to defend Lamar Jackson on this no agent take. And then even earlier in the week, it was like, oh, maybe he does have an agent. Now we, we're kind of getting some light shined on that. I just don't know if I can defend him anymore on this one. You have an agent, you don't have an agent. It's a bad look either way. I mean, it's just one of those things, too, that um, and I saw someone tweet out whether it's was Enoch Port, Tom Polisaro, uh, Ari, one of those guys that definitely mentioned, like, you know, one of the perks of having an agent is not only just to negotiate contracts for you, but it's also to help kind of clear up the air with the PR side of things because the NFL is going to win that battle, you know, time and time again if they're trying to make you look like the bad guy. Like, the NFL is so good at trying to get everyone or getting everyone to turn on players so quickly and if a player doesn't have an avenue, an opportunity to defend themselves or showcase themselves in another light, you're kind of screwed, like you're hosed. And Lamar Jackson right now is not in a good PR light. I mean, my advice to Lamar Jackson would be like, hey, man, like at some point we've got to give some type of explanation of what's going on. Like we can't just continue to just let this slide yeah. because people are getting confused, people are getting aggravated, and I'm also sure that other teams in the league are getting aggravated because if they're sitting here negotiating with – who they think is possibly your agent or representing you in one way, shape, or form, and now they're being told, actually, we can't talk to this guy, then that's just wasted time and effort on everyone's part, and now you're the bad guy, and teams don't want to deal with that. And that's even what part of the memo was saying, too. It's like, hey, if you do negotiate with this guy, we could void the offer sheet because he is Mm -hmm. not a certified agent with the NFL and NFLPA. And it looked like – I don't have it pulled up anymore. It looked like it was a joint statement of, hey, don't talk to these guys. If he wants to, you want to negotiate with Lamar, negotiate with him. But this other guy, Ken Francis, can't talk to him. Mm -hmm. And and then, like I said, 14 minutes ago, Lamar Jackson tweets, my business partner Ken and I will be dropping the entire gym this summer, um, which just goes to confirm that they are business partners. And then earlier in the day, you know, Lamar Jackson came out and said, like, this guy has not been – reaching out to teams or trying to negotiate with teams for me. And then you come out and say, like, oh, my business partner? Mm-hmm. I get it. Things could be separate. But, you know, if it's you and I, and I'm like, big country's not negotiating anything with me. It's just my partner. Yeah. Eh, it looks a little fishy. It, it definitely does. And, like, again, that's where the, you know, the benefit of having an agent can kind of come in. A, or, an actual one that is yes. certified. <laughs> By the NFL, <laughs> yes. But it's also just like, Lamar, you've got to be more <laughs> – situationally aware like this is definitely a read the room situation Lamar like hey everyone's questioning who this guy is and then all of a sudden you come out and say he's my business partner look at what we're doing now everyone is aware of who he is and all eyes are on me maybe in that line line it's a good idea to where now everyone's seeing this product and you're just kind of getting free marketing with it Mm -hmm. that side of it was kind of genius but 
<laughs> when you're yeah. trying to get yourself like a guaranteed contract for you know the next four to five years of your career here, maybe let's make some some smarter decisions, pal. Yeah, I, and I think so too. And it was Tom Pelissaro was the tweet that I saw that it says Ken Francis is a Florida man who most recently was pitching a home gym, a home fitness invention. He is now trying to negotiate a nine-figure contract with NFL teams who are being told they're not allowed to negotiate with him because he's not a certified agent. Lamar Jackson quote tweeted that and said, stop lying. That man never tried to negotiate for me. It just, if it, it looks like that, that's true. That teams are trying mm-hmm. to negotiate with this dude. And uh, I'm sorry, whatever Lamar Jackson says, it just, it does. It's not adding up and it's weird. And, uh, you know, even earlier in the week, I was thinking like, man, the market for Lamar Jackson has just dried up. Like you're not hearing anything about other teams and you can talk about collusion and how maybe mm-hmm. teams are, not wanting to give him that guaranteed money. You also got to point a little bit of the finger back at Lamar Jackson. Do you have an agent? Do you have a certified agent? What's going on there? That's it's hurting his market. Yeah. And it hurt him a long time ago in the combine where he, just, he wasn't really prepped for it. And he's a superstar. He's an MVP, but he got drafted 32nd overall. If he has an agent, he goes higher than that for sure. If he has an agent now, He's probably already signed to a contract extension mm-hmm. or with the Ravens, an offer probably. sheet. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, is that the Ravens have clearly given him an offer and clearly they've not agreed mm-hmm. on it, but it's still, it's another one of these deals too, where like, is he reaching a point where you're like, you're losing, you're losing time now. Like you're wasting time. Like I know we're still in free agency, but it's at this point where I feel like some teams are like, yeah, we're not, we're not messing with that. Like, we're not going to try and put any time and effort into this when we're trying to figure out the draft, and he's just doing whatever. Like, we don't right. know who his agent is. We don't know who to talk to. We don't – what he wants, we're not going to do, and he's just going to try and hardball us. It's not going to happen. Yep. And now you're the Ravens just sitting here going into the draft again going, do we need to be evaluating these quarterbacks? Is there a possibility we can trade up and get somebody? If we are getting two first, is there a possibility we can – look forward without Lamar Jackson, or is Lamar Jackson going to be our guy and we need to look elsewhere? I just feel like that makes the, the job for the Ravens general manager that much more stressful right here for the yeah. next month leading into the draft. And, and Bryce put it in the chat too. Let's lead into the next quarterback here. Is Lamar starting to get into the drama similar to Aaron Rodgers? I would say yes. It's been a week now since Aaron Rodgers came out and said he wanted to be a New York Jet. Still no deal. And I, I said it a million times. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. I love that the Packers are just kind of sitting on this saying, no, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Either give it to us or this guy just won't play. I'm tough on that one because it's more the fact of, like, why Why do the Packers take it? Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get two firsts for this guy. And if you're no, the but Jets, I think they can get one. If, if the Jets give up two firsts, I would even say if you give up a first for a one, two-year rental, mm-hmm. that's stupid. It is. I think so, like, too. Like, that is – you might as well Spec- go get yeah. Lamar Jackson if that's what you're – if you're going to give up a first or two. Draft pick is number 13 overall. That's a pretty mm-hmm. damn good pick, too. Uh, it, they did make a trade that I think was very interesting. They trade um, Elijah Moore, a receiver that I believe both of us like. Yep. Him and a third-round pick to get a second-round pick in return, that's, that feels like a very good deal for the Cleveland Browns. And he went, yes, to the Cleveland Browns. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would make that trade. If the Chiefs made that trade, I'd be happy about it. Oh, absolutely. I'd have been, <laughs> you're been like, hey, big nothing. receiver guy? Hey, forget about it. Elijah Moore, <laughs> I, I know he's going to be a stud. He's what right. Sky Moore should be. Like He's already there. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't got to wait yeah. for him to develop anymore. And they did. The Jets signed McCole Hardman, former Kansas City Chief. That's a decent signing. Um, Actually, I really like that. I don't think McCoy Hardman really got the respect that he deserved in Kansas City. I shouldn't even say respect. More of the opportunities because everyone expected him to be the next Tyree Kill or be a version mm-hmm. of Tyree Kill. And it's like that connection just wasn't there. And I think the Chiefs never really planned on drafting McCoy Hardman that year. They were kind of just put in a situation where they had to. We all understand why with the news that I broke about Tyree Kill literally the day of the draft. And so it was, again, one of these situations where Kansas City's like, yeah, we weren't expecting to kind of have this guy on roster. We'll just make it work. We'll take the extra speed. I think he'll get true opportunities in New York, or I hope so, where he gets those downfield targets. And if he can get that, maybe we do see more of those explosive plays that we never got to in Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, he was a guy that was always learning how to play receiver. So maybe in that Kansas City offense, that wasn't an ideal fit for him. So maybe he does go to New York. It's a one-year deal where he can have a little bit better um, of a career. Maybe, you know, 
a fresh start for him. I assume that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Jets. It is, it's weird. I, I didn't think that this would take that long to negotiate. Yes. Especially when the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, yeah, you know, once I came out of the darkness, the tone had kind of changed for who the Packers, what the Packers want to do moving forward. You think the Packers would have realized, like, okay, this is what we want out of it. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe, you know, flip that, like the Jets. You're not prepared to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers, but you know he wants to come to you. Right. This has been you. like, <laughs> if he did it publicly last week, it's been in the works for probably a couple weeks. I don't care about the darkness retreat. Yeah. You know, these teams probably knew about it. And I, I am surprised that it is taking as long as it is. And um, I also saw this week that Odo Beckham Jr. to the Jets might be another big piece. Uh, he even came out this week and said that he never asked for $20 million. That feels like an Aaron Rodgers move to me. (laughs) Did Aaron type that message? Did he type that tweet? And like, okay, now push send. (laughs) Like, what happened there? Because this is how we get everyone's attention. Yeah, in the receiver market, is it's really been not good. I mean, last year we saw Christian Kirk get like twenty-two mil. Very true. This year, teams like no, (laughs) you can have eleven. No, no, (laughs) not spending that money. And so I, I think that the Odell Beckham thing, I like Odell as a player. He's a little weird off the field. He's also coming off of an ACL injury, and he's sneaky old. Kind of back to back. Uh huh. I mean, it, I mean, it truly is back to back. You know, he was dealing with it. Comes to the Rams, kind of gets comfortable. Boom, yep. tears the game. He's thirty now. Oh, yeah, you're definitely. I mean, you're on the back end of your career, and people have already. I mean, it's already after that he's questioned. You know, wanting to be a football player, mm-hmm. wanting to kind of be. That type of guy, he loves the fame of being a football player, but the physicality aspect of it, you know, maybe people have questioned the love of that part of the game from him. But I still think it's one of these deals with Odell is some people look at it as like, ah, oh, he's got to get a one-year deal to prove himself. He can't like, he can't do that in this point of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, this, I mean, it could like, be his last contract. Yeah, like, you almost just need a three-year deal, and you figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just get a Juju Smith-Schuster deal? Get a three-year, $33 million deal. Take your eleven million for each of those years, get it fully guaranteed, and just be on your way. I don't feel like that's that expensive of a contract for a three-year deal. Yeah, maybe if it's even some of those voidable years where teams might look at it and say, "Yeah, he's, he's still worth it. We're, we're going to let him mm-hmm. stick around uh, because he's still worth that money." And sticking with the Jets too, uh, Ezekiel Elliott narrowed down his options <laughs> to the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets. Kind of interesting on that one. I. I like those fits for him, though. I don't know how I feel about New York because I feel like that's quickly getting to be a crowded running back room, and I could see him just being like cut in the odd man or something. Out. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you have you know Carter and Brees Hall, one of your favorite guys, and I think they just signed another young running back this last week too to come to the roster is just you know a depth piece. But I think the team that makes the most sense for me is Cincinnati. You can yeah. use them in those goal line situations, and you have them as pass protection. Because mm-hmm. there's also the assumption that Joe Mixon's probably gone. Yeah, and they lost um, Perrine or Perron. Yeah, I can Perrine. never say his name correctly. Yeah. So, um, Why need, is it so hard for me to do? They need another back. And I, I don't know how much Zeke has left in the tank, but I, I would like that fit for him in Cincinnati. And who knows what's going to happen with Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the Eagles, the Eagles have to replace Miles Sanders. That's not going to be easy. Well, they got old Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I can it gain well. There's my confusion from last year's uh-huh. draft. <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And they they signed Rashad Penny. God dang it. <laughs> that it was it was almost a joke for me to say his name and then I actually did mess it up. And so it's like that's that's I exactly it that's threw why me, I paused. Like, it threw me joking? all the way back. Like, hey, he tried a joke, he still actually messed it up. PTSD. That's my life in a nutshell. I was like, I'm gonna crack a joke. It's like, no, nah, dude, you're still wrong. <laughs> so I uh, with the Jets. And one thing I would worry about if I was a Jets fan, because I do have a lot of Jets fans that I follow and that follow me. You're all super excited about Aaron Rodgers. Are you going to be super excited about this old ass basketball or football team? Because it reminds me of the Lakers and LeBron. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> great, great comparison. You know, man. like oh, we brought in Russell Westbrook, cool, five With years Carmelo ago. With Carmelo Anthony, awesome. like yeah. who's going to stop Beckham, these guys? Zeke time. <laughs> Hell yeah, 2018. That's an awesome roster. <laughs> yep, <laughs> these guys are old now, <laughs> and in the NFL, it happens incredibly fast. So. I, I just don't know if I would be as excited. I, I guess it's cool, their names, and you do have you have some really good other guys. 
uh, like you mentioned, you have Brees Hall, who coming off of an injury, I like him a lot. I mm-hmm. like Michael Carter at running back too. So I don't know where Zeke's going to get a lot of carries. And then I really like Garrett Wilson. I don't understand why people aren't talking about Garrett Wilson. Yes, who rookie of the year? Like that's the thing. It's like we can't just say like, "Ooh, Garrett Wilson's going." To... No, he was the dude last year for the Jets. With a terrible uh, quarterback. Yeah, like, he did all that with Had Mike White, eighty-three Joe catches and eleven hundred yards with no one at quarterback. What's he going to do when he does get Aaron Rodgers? Who even if Aaron Rodgers has his worst year, still going to be better than what Garrett Absolutely. Wilson had last year. Yep. So I, I don't understand why he's not being talked about a lot more. And with the draft, I mean, we're about a month away, five weeks Here's the away. other thing, too, with this with New York. Let's say Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. What are you doing now? Mike White's gone. You turn it over to Zach Wilson. Zach, golly. And I feel and maybe Aaron Rodgers is scared to go to the Jets, right? Because Zach Wilson's come out and said, you know, he's going to make whoever's guy, whoever's there, he's going to make his life hell every day in practice. Yeah. I wonder if that's scary. He's like, hey, man, I was in four days of that darkness. I don't want to deal with that anymore. Yeah, uh, never mind, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm good. And I think the Jets are one of the teams that can be forced to be on hard knocks. Am I remembering that right? Yes, you are, actually. Do it. Uh, Make it official. <laughs> like, as soon as that stuff, I the Rodgers like be trade becomes so official. Miserable. We'd either, everybody would either hate Aaron Rodgers or we'd all find a reason to love him. Mm-hmm. I think we would all hate him. But I think that would make me watch. But you get all three of those guys on there. You get Odell Beckham. Does Aaron Rodgers Aaron have Rodgers. power to be like, no hard knocks? I don't, it's an NFL decision. I know. And the but... Jets are one of those teams that can't say no. So, I mean, it would be the easiest decision in the history of hard knocks. <laughs> the Jets were maybe already the favorite. You just you put them in there. Who are the other available teams? Do you know? I don't remember who the, the guaranteed ones are. I just remember seeing that the Jets were one of the teams uh, that couldn't say no to hard knocks. And I don't know who the other teams are, but just off the top of my head, I don't know why you would choose any of the teams. Other than them? Because mm-hmm. like, last year was the Lions, and it was just excellent. I fell yeah. back in love with hard knocks because of that. Uh, the hard knocks can be one out of four teams. The Jets, the Bears, Saints, or Commanders. One of those things is not like the, the other. The Bears the would Jets. be fun, yeah. The Bears would be cool. I mean, they've got a top pick. They've got a good young quarterback. Yep. If they could give you an inside look on what they're doing for the new land that they just bought and the stadium talks, yeah, that, would, that, be cool. that would be cool. Too. Same thing with Washington on the possible new owner mm-hmm. because I guess the – and if our owner's meeting is next week or the week after that, and there's some Canadian billionaire who's very interested in buying the Washington Commanders and just did a whole uh, like walkthrough thing. I saw that last night on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He did that. Uh, I, each week, one so. of those teams has an interesting storyline. Even the Saints, you have Derek Carr yeah, that coming in. Be so it's boring. not a great storyline, yeah. but uh, if I remember right, when the Raiders did it, he was pretty involved. He wasn't one of the guys that was like, nope, get the camera out of my yeah, face. I almost forgot about that, yeah, because Jonathan Abrams was like, can't say salmon correctly. and. <laughs> We all know how much monies you got. We all know your monies, man. You're paying for I feel dinner. Like Bleacher Report thought Jonathan Abram was going to be a superstar. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I, where is he now? Uh, he just signed a deal, I think, with Washington. Actually, he. I mean, it was just this week, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I I don't know where he ended up with, but I remember seeing him everywhere. And maybe that's just genius by him. He's a saint. He's, he's that, oh, that okay? Look at that <laughs> son of a gun. Him and Derek, Derek Carr thought he's separated. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Hard Knocks is gonna go. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, though, the draft is just like five weeks away. Uh, we had some really good pro days this week, and one interesting tidbit that came from it is the Panthers sent pretty much everybody to C.J. Stroud's pro day, uh, and their quarterback coach Josh McCown. I don't know what the dude was thinking. You got to know that there are microphones and people recording all over. But he, he's caught saying, maybe when you live in Charlotte, we'll find a court. It could just be playful, like, hey, maybe we'll yeah. draft you. But so Josh McCown that did this? Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, man. You can't say it in public. Like, he's just still on the field. Hey, take a note of Lamar Jackson's book. Read the room here, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't, can't yeah. be doing that. So, will the Panthers draft Shroud? It, it kind of felt like they would anyway. I know that today uh, they were all in on Bryce Young, though. 
and you know, taking him out to dinner. It feels like the owner, the GM, the head coach, quarterback coach, everybody's going. And I, I love that. Yeah. That's what you should do. Love you're, that you're doing your due diligence, not yeah. just picking a guy. And I don't know when Florida's what. pro day is. I would almost assume that they do the same thing for Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I wouldn't draft either one of those guys, but you do. You have to do your due diligence of, no, we're going to interview him. We're going to see what it's <laughs> How about. would you feel if you were one of those two guys and you're like, I don't get to get you taken out to dinner by you guys? Like, <laughs> right. Cool. Wait, you just sent the head coach? Where's where's <laughs> yeah. Mr. Tepper? No Which, owner today, huh? No? Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Will Levis that doesn't get the invitation to dinner, and I'm going to lose. Like, I bet Hinton Hooker even gets asked out. Right. And that's another thing, too. It's a Hinton Hooker. Oh, so Hooker we got to type. Um, uh, I saw a mock draft this week. It might have been Daniel Jeremiah. I forgot to put it in the rundown. Five quarterbacks going in round one with Hendon Hooker sneaking in there to the Minnesota Vikings. I actually really like that. He's picking up a lot of steam. Uh, you know, talking to Matt about it, too. Uh, seeing a lot of the mock drafts and things. He's His stock is improving. And he was one of the guys at the Combine that people were saying, like, he killed it in the interviews. That he might not be ready to go yet physically. Um, mm -hmm. but he's killing it in the interviews. And a lot of these quarterbacks, I mentioned it a while back, I think we're reverting back to the like the Mahomes plan. Let these guys sit for a yes. year until you just throw them to the Wolves. And that could be Hendon Hooker. I uh, mean, let's take it to Jordan Love, right? Give him a yeah. couple years to just sit there and truly learn the offense and the game and see it from the sidelines. So then when you get on the field and then you can kind of compare notes to like, okay, hey, this is what I can't do. This is what I can't do. Let's learn on that. Where you're in a spot where you can do it instead yeah. of just being thrown to the woods. Yeah, and with the Vikings, I don't – Kirk Cousins, who knows? I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to make any bold claims that he would be a good mentor. He might be one of those guys that just says, nope, not my job. Not going to do it. I got my own office. Like, I didn't think Ryan Tannehill would be that guy. Turns out Very he was true. that guy. Same with Marcus so, Mariota. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Kirk Cousins would take him in uh, under his wing a little bit. He's made enough money that he's probably just looking at it as – I'm going to go get another contract somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll mentor this kid. I don't, I don't care, care at all. Like, yeah, they're going to guarantee me another 90 mil. Guess I'll and, go back to Washington. Mm -hmm. Another spot that i uh starting to like quarterbacks to is Seattle for the same reason. Uh, Take I Anthony saw that Richardson. little selfie that, that he did with C.J. Stratton. I was like, why in the world are we not talking about Seattle being in on a quarterback? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. and I think that – a lot of us got duped by the contract of like, oh, Geno Smith signed a three-year contract. They're probably out on quarterbacks. But once again, with the salary cap and the way that these contracts are structured, it's probably more like a one-year deal for him. <laughs> so you could, you know, roll the dice. Not even roll the dice. You could take a quarterback mm -hmm. at number five. And I think the Seahawks are doing a really good job of keeping that under wraps, too. Of, eh, don't, don't mock Look at us just us. talking to CJ, you mm -hmm. know, like everybody yeah. else. Don't worry about us. We're just Boom, here looking Anthony at Richardson. offensive tackles and receivers. Psych. Where, are they, where are they picking at again? <laughs> they picked number five overall, which is probably out on CJ Stroud. He, he should he not did, be yeah. available at number three. But Anthony Richardson. But Anthony Richardson, I doubt Bryce Young, but like maybe. You see some crazy things happen in the draft where maybe you know something gets red flagged and then you find out afterwards that people didn't like his shoulder or something, an injury that mm -hmm. happened. Um, I don't think Bryce Young will fall. But I am starting to look at the Seahawks as a team that could draft a quarterback. And they might be in a really good position. They're a damn good football team last year. You might not be drafting this high again. You've got a guy in Geno Smith that can come in and be that mentor type, which I think Geno would. Mm-hmm. Who knows now that he's a starter, but I think that he would. And even if not, then just let your guy come in for a year and learn. Learn yeah. what it takes to be in the NFL. Watch Geno Smith do it. Because even if he's not going to mentor you, just watch the way that he operates. I think Geno would just because he got kind of host in that department of his career. You know what I mean? Like he got really humbled mm -hmm. early in his career of thinking he was going to be a guy and then he wasn't. I mean, there are some people thinking he should go number one to Kansas City that year, mm -hmm. and he didn't. They took a tackle. And so – I, well, he kind of fell a little bit, didn't he? He fell to like the second round, I believe. Yeah. And so it's kind of like one of those deals where it's, hey, like, let me help you get ready for the league because I understand how tough this is. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm getting paid now. I've had a good career here. I've got to be the guy last year. I understand you're the future. Let me just have my time, and I'll be on my way. Mm -hmm. So now my question goes, let's say number one, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. They go one-two no matter what in my yeah, mind. I think so, too. Arizona, probably going to be Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. Four, is that – Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Which and then, then if Seahawks you're Seattle, right there. 
if it, Anthony Richardson gets past Indianapolis, and I think you take him there, I think you can snag him. And I think that we, I think we could see a lot of movement here too, because if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, and I get word that the Seahawks do want a quarterback, come up to three and get your guy. We will sit there and we will take Will Anderson at five, and we will add an additional third round pick. Yeah, the Colts aren't going to take Will Anderson, I don't think. Yeah, so, you would know. They took what two edge players like last year with Quiddy Pay and and they just it seems like they really need to hit a quarterback. Yeah, they yeah. Like, they Ballard's might be the most quarterback desperate team in the league. So but, I, I think that they will take a quarterback. So I that pick number three, I think Arizona could sit there and take Will Anderson, and I wouldn't be upset with them if they did. I would kick the tires on a trade. I, I think we've even talked about it before. Even the Colts. Call them up and say, hey, mm-hmm. Seahawks trying to get this pick. What are you going to give us? We need, to, we need to make sure we get our guy that mm-hmm. we want. Yeah. You know, hey, I got them on the other line. Make me a deal right now. And we'll see here's the thing with Indianapolis, too. Do you want Will Levis or do you want Hendon Hooker? Like, is there that mm-hmm. is there that much of a gap? I like Hendon Hooker more than Will Levis. I, I do think not Hendon like Hooker's Will a better Levis. passer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm out. I'm honestly, I'll just call it now. I'm out on Will Levis. I don't think he's going to be successful. I have never NFL. been in, and I, I wrote about it this week, too. I've been wrong on quarterbacks before. So I won't you write about it now? Uh, the draft scout. Look at that. Um, I won't pretend that I've never been wrong. It happens. I just don't see it with Will Levis. I don't, I, he's not accurate. He doesn't make good decisions. He even came out and was like, yeah, of course I'm throwing it at the combine. I've got a cannon. Not really, dog. Yeah, you threw 59 mile an hour. That's great, but uh, that's pretty good. I watched Baker Mayfield hit like through. 66, though. Mm-hmm. That, like, and nobody was saying Baker Mayfield had a cannon. And I don't like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> kind of neutral on him now. Like he's been kicked enough. But you know, like <laughs> if you're gonna come out and say you've got a cannon, you better show it off. Yeah, Anthony Richardson was. I and mean, inaccurately. Too, that's was. the other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was talking about Will Levis after the combine, and, and it's you know the football shorts and. Whatever. Bryce Young, I mean, he was kind of throwing it today at his uh, pro day. Yeah. I saw someone say, you know, he kind of let the, the rise develop a little later so he would have a tougher throw to make, and he was making the throws. And Bryce Young, and powerfully, so. as we've seen, even in person, he's just such a gamer. Mm-hmm. I really don't care what he does in shorts and a T-shirt because when a play breaks down, he can move and he can make big plays. I mean, it's – you think you're at a spot where you're like, there ain't no way he does. And then he breaks a sack and he takes off. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of watching Joe Burrow that last year in LSU when we got to see the SEC championship game in Atlanta, where it's yeah. like, yeah, he's struggling. He's going to get sacked here. Why is he running around like that? Boom, hits Justin Jefferson deep. And you're like, whoop, all right, hey, let's mm-hmm. go crazy. Yeah, that Hendon Hooker stock is one that I'm going to definitely keep my eye on of how, how high can he go up. Because yeah, even um, – I would say Indianapolis seems safe. Mm-hmm. That's high. That, I mean, that's real yeah. high for him. But, you know, him being mocked in the first round now, top 25 – his stock could continue to climb. And you've When's got a Will lot Levis of teams. pro day? Is it tomorrow? I'm not sure. Okay. You've got a lot of teams, though, that could, could take a quarterback. Uh, the Vegas Raiders right there at seven. I know they have Jimmy G now, but is he your, your future? Is he kind of your right now guy? Uh, the Falcons, it looks like they're going to take Desmond, keep going with Desmond Ritter. Sure, that's nice. Tennessee could use a quarterback. Um, Washington at 16 could use a quarterback. The Lions at 6 and 18, probably not. But like, eh, maybe. Maybe at 18. They, they, they trade those to Arizona and say, oh, we're taking Anthony Richardson. <laughs> right? Tampa Bay at 19. Seattle again at 20. There's a lot of opportunities for Hendon Hooker to go in the first round. Let's just go with the hypothetical real quick. The Lions surprise everybody and trade with Arizona here. Arizona's like, well, we're fine. We'll just take our other draft picks. We'll, we'll just clean up. There's so much. There's so many holes on this team that we need to fix, anyways. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we're okay being at a three. We'll find someone else to fill the role of what maybe Will Anderson could do. And the Lions take a top tier quarterback. How scary is that moving forward with the future that they have there? Like yeah. there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of stars on that team. A lot right of now. good pieces. Yeah, they, they completely rebuilt their defense through free agency. Like the I should say, their secondary. Yep. Do you remember, was it the beginning of last year when everybody was talking about their offense? Like, this is the most expensive offense in the NFL, and it's not good? I think so. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you overpaid on your offensive line, and it worked. Thank God. Like, if you're going <laughs> to overpay at any position, like quarterback's its own beast. Mm-hmm. Overpay on the offensive line. It works. 
every time. And that's my mindset with things too. It's like, yeah, if all of our money's going, if a majority of our money's going to the offensive line and our quarterback has time to throw, I don't give a shit who the receivers are. Mm-hmm. They will get open. It's the NFL. They're good enough to do that. Then the quarterback has time to make the read and the throw. Yeah, we're going to be fine. We may not get some of those extra, you know, plays or whatnot, maybe those big down-the-field explosive plays, but we'll be good enough to take the ball down the field. Yeah. I I was kind of out. I don't know if I was out on Detroit. I just thought they were going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I've always rooted for them. Yeah. I'm, but I definitely thought they were going to be bad. I am rooting for them. Yeah. You you are. You have been since Hard Knocks. I kind of want to get, like, some Lions gear. Like, I wouldn't mind having hey. a, a Lions hoodie. Yeah. I got a St. Louis Battlehawks hoodie now, dude. Hey, I saw Super comfy. It's a pretty good-looking hoodie. It is. I'm not yeah, a Battlehawks fan by any means. No. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest. St. Louis, it's a football town. They're showing they, out. What was the attendance like for the game you went to? Yeah, you went it to was well over 40,000. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about it Sunday. I was pretty tired, on a, and I kind of forgot about it, to be honest, like to discuss, to discuss it. Uh, the dome, it's the field shit. Like <laughs> they need to just, <laughs> it is like, it is not good. Um, they have red seats for some reason, which is kind of weird, like up and down the stadium. So it's like the Rams are not red in any way, shape or form. Right. And that's all that's there. So that they probably got confusing. some cheap, like secondhand seats. Like somebody else was getting rid of the chiefs were getting they're rid not, of theirs. Like, they're nice seats though. Like for a dome. Cause I assume just, they like, still host like concerts red. and stuff there. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the downtown area, they need to just. That part of the city, that's the worst I've seen it. Like, when you guys have been like, St. Louis Wonderful. is shitty. Thank you. Thank like, you. But here's the thing. Like, once you go, like, once you are past the dome, everything's clean and fine. That's like, good. We, walked the sh- we walked to the stadium from where we parked in the parking garage. Didn't feel unsafe at all. But if, like, <laughs> past that and, I don't know, whatever direction to the interstate, you're, like, mm, not walking down. Like, all these buildings are abandoned. St. Louis is, like, just clearly not doing anything to try and make it better. And it's also with the fact of, we don't know what the future is here for the dome, so we're not going to put any money here right. till we know for sure. So it's like it's kind of understandable in that. But sense. I do think in St. Louis. I don't like the city. Mm-hmm. I do think, and I've said this for a long time. So just remember this: great sports fans. They, yeah. I said they're the best fans in baseball like two years ago. And the thing is with the Battlehawks is. I wish you had a more explosive quarterback because it's not A.J. McCarron. I love the story about A.J. McCarron. Like, hey, I'll take it's a, cool. a massive pay cut so my sons can watch me play. But I'll tell you what, man, you're a boring-ass quarterback. Like, if I'm your yeah. sons, I'm like, I don't care that my dad's playing right now. You can't throw an out route. Like, we, we can't throw the ball down the field. We've I want to go so to some NFL screens. games for free. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see this shit, Dad. But I think St. Louis is doing a really good job of showing the NFL, mm-hmm. hey, we are still an NFL town. And, and Stan Kroenke screwed us over. Yep. We are a team. We are a city that can field an NFL team. Because if you have 40,000 people showing up for an XFL game, you're easily getting 75 too. for an NFL like, game. They were, like, it was loud. When there was plays for St. Louis, like, you heard it. And mm-hmm. there was some chirping to the D.C. defenders, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, they had some cheesy deals. You know, usually like NFL teams or high school games or college games where it's like, that's a, you know, Kansas City, and everyone's like, first down, or, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a Liberal Bulldogs first down. When they did it for the XFL game, it was like, that's a Battlehawks first down. And everyone's like, STL. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. That's cheesy. <laughs> like, there's no need to just scream your initials. And my buddies didn't get it. But I was like, guys, like, that's, that's goofy. And their other <laughs> deal is. come up with something better. Yeah. <laughs> and their other thing, too, for the Battlehawks is that uh, it's caca is the law. Like, caca! Like, that's their thing. And they have, they spell it K A W K A W. And they have it on shirts. Like, people all around the stadium, these big buff ball dudes are like, fucking call cause law, dude. Like, you can just tell that's their vibe. And then they have these, like, on field moments in between, like, plays and, or, like, between quarters and stuff, kind of like you'd see at a basketball game. And they have the kids on the field, and, you know, they're like, hey, like, play this game of, like, find out where the logo goes. And then it comes up, you get these cool prizes. And then they get done, they're like, all right, kids, now what do we say about the Battlehawks? Give us your best caca. And this kid's like, caca! And, dude, it was freaking hilarious. And plus I hear caca, and I'm just thinking, like, you nasty, because my mom's a babysitter, so I heard that growing up all the time. Like, that's caca. You don't do that. And the kid's like, caca? So, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. St. Louis, I don't like the city. I do think that they have great fans, and they're doing a good job of showing out again and proving to the NFL, like I said, that's a, a, an area that can – 
field an NFL team. They also had a lot of guys play in the World Baseball Classic, which happened in uh, the final this week. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved every second Electric. of it. Electric, yep. <clears throat> it's the most really excited I've really wish I could have watched it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You just send me the login right now, actually. Yeah, let me... Because uh, I'm too nervous to text you and ask in a moment. As, as soon as this episode is over, you tell me to try to log into YouTube TV. I'm going to forget. and I'm not going to forget. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to be like, oh, he's just saying it because we're on the show. He's just being <laughs> fake, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. <laughs> One kidding. of these days, it will happen. I loved watching the World Baseball Classic. I set an alarm on my phone so that I wouldn't miss any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't even do that for the World Series. <laughs> you know, like, that's how excited I was about this. And, man, like, t- people talking about the NFL scripted. How do you do this? Where you, uh, you get a one-run ball game, and you get Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani. Two outs, top inning. of the ninth, to win the game. <laughs> down one run. Oh. Like, even talking about it again, I watch the moment. Just talking about it gives me chills. Yeah. Like, it, it, dude, that's what you do in your backyard as a every kid. Every kid in the backyard. Yes. Or at practice, Two whatever. outs, three-two count. Mm-hmm. Down a run, got a hit, get a, to win the game, freaking, mm-hmm. and then like even as a pitcher, you put yourself in those moments. Yep, got to. Shohei Otani lived up to it, and he did it the you know the game before against Mexico. You yeah. got to get a hit there. You got to get on base. Hit a freaking double. Yeah, he I goes saw insane on the base. Pass. Right, he like had the uh, fastest pitch recorded, tied for first, the highest exit velocity on a hit, and the furthest home run. What? <laughs> like, how do you do that? And he's he's going to be a very rich man after this season. I don't As know if he it's with the Angels, be. the Mets. And I hope there's people out there that are not watching Shohei Otani. Like, man, I freaking hate this guy. Like, I hate how good he is. Please appreciate how great we are getting to witness this right now in our mm-hmm. lifetime. Like, yeah. it's insane. Like, this is the true Babe Ruth type guy that will be talked about yeah. for the Even rest on the of our lives. Yeah, they talked about uh, Babe Ruth in the comparisons. And I, you know, I was a little hard on Shohei of like, let's pump the brakes on him. But even Babe Ruth was a really good pitcher for five years and then became the greatest home run hitter. Mm-hmm. He was never really doing it like Shohei is of, Just you know, I'm a Cy Young award winner type and also MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's very rare. How do you feel just being like so out on two of the goats right now in the game of football and baseball? Two like, it's almost impressive. Like, you were so out on Mahomes, you didn't think it was going to be a deal. Yeah. And now you love mm-hmm. him. And then Shohei Otani, like, hey, like, I just don't really see it happening. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even mean that as a disrespectful <laughs> thing. I was like, I don't take it that your way. Your kiss of death is like a kiss of greatness, actually. Uh-huh. Like, and that's, that's almost why... what you need to deem it. Like, what players have I given or given the kiss uh-huh. of greatness? It, I tweeted about Mike Trout today. <sighs> and I just. MVP season. Put I your bets know. in now, boys. Yep, I Put know that he is going to have the season of his career. <laughs> This year, because you're right. Just do that with. We shit talked him the whole TCU. Yeah, all through college football. Uh Kiss of greatness. You're welcome. Yeah, I I am fully aware that it is definitely a thing. If I talk shit on you, you're going to be good. And today I said that Mike Trout is overrated, which uh, yeah, I I got people riled up on Twitter. I still think Mike Trout is like an all time great. Mm -hmm. I do think people are a little bit premature. To mention his name with Babe Ruth and Willie Mays yeah. and some of those other guys. It so, sucks because we've not got to see him win. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's the big part of it. And, he, and he's not a marketable player due to the fact that he doesn't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. He doesn't want the attention. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's fine. We don't want to give it to anybody anyways. <laughs> right. And I, I love the people on Twitter that probably just think I'm just a football guy or that I don't know anything about baseball. I, I'm aware of who Mike Trout is. I don't need him to be good in the playoffs for me to be like, oh, this guy's actually yeah. decent. Or that I've never watched him until the World Baseball Classic. Like, I get it. I, I know who Mike Trout is. He's He is one of the greatest players of all time. But I was bored today. I started looking at his numbers and comparing them with other greats. And even when you – I hate to do it because it's pro St. Louis and Cardinals. Compare his stats to Albert Pujols's first 12 years of their career. It's not close. Albert is so much better. <laughs> and I'm not even an Albert Pujols guy. Uh, but when you look at his stats, he's right there. He's better. And, you know, Mike Trout gets labeled as a five-tool guy, which I think he is. He can do it all. He's never won a gold glove. And over the last two, three seasons, last three seasons, he's stolen four bases. She's not getting it done on the base paths either. 
So you can tell me that Albert Pujols is slow and that he played a position where you don't have to play defense. He did win some gold gloves at that position, though. It's not his fault he's not playing in the outfield and not winning gold gloves. Yeah. So I love, I love Mike Trout. I think it's great that I have my daughters and I'm teaching them, like, watch this at bat. Two of the greatest players that you'll ever see play, they're going against each other. But I think that he can also be overrated and one of the greatest of all time. That's my Mike Trout rant. All right. I didn't want to interrupt any of that. I'm glad you got to have that because that was good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And my the- thought is, though, or my question, I guess, what does Mike Trout need to do? Does he need to force a trade out of Los Angeles? Does I think, he need to he, go somewhere else? I don't think so. Like the winning, to me, it doesn't matter in baseball because even like I'm, I'm sitting here talking about Albert Pujols. Like how many World Series rings did he win? I, I think one. One? I, two, I think two. Two, yeah, excuse yep, me. Two uh, early. Six and 11, then he left. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. I, I don't hold Mike Trout. I don't hold the Angels against Mike Trout. He's great. He doesn't need to do it in the postseason for me. But even looking at Mike Trout, like I said, looking at his numbers and looking at a guy like Albert Pujols, again, I don't like Albert Pujols. I I respect him, but I'm not like a a lover of his. Mike Trout has played 12 seasons in Major League Baseball. He has 350 home runs, which is really good, and 896 RBIs. In that same time period, Albert Pujols has 475 home runs, about 100 more, and 1,400 RBIs. He almost doubled up Trout. Golly. But because Mike Trout is fast, he doesn't steal bases, but he is fast, and he plays center field, he doesn't have a big arm, and he doesn't win gold gloves, everybody thinks he's great. Why is he not winning gold gloves? Because you have too many good guys out there that are. Yeah, but you feel like his name alone would carry that weight. Yeah, and the MVPs, he's got three of them. Yeah. So far. Does that kind of overrule the gold gloves, though, for you? Uh, I still, like I said, I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Just don't mention him with Willie Mays or Babe Ruth. Like, if you want to say, put him in the Albert Pujols tier or whatever. And you asked earlier, and I don't think I even answered the question of, like, what does Trout have to do? Stay healthy. Because some of the guys that I compared him to this afternoon when I was bored, Albert Pujols, who had a great 12-year start, then left the Cardinals and fell off. Or Ken Griffey Jr., who I'm old enough to remember Ken Griffey Jr. and people saying, this is the greatest player of all time. Nobody can hit, field, and run like Griffey. And then he got hurt. Trout just has to stay healthy. He has to prove that he can do things um, you know, like a Barry Bonds, and he was on steroids, but you know, he can perform well into his 30s and then that body doesn't fall apart on him because if he does then yeah i'm i will definitely revisit the mike trout as one of the greatest of all time but for me i'm not there yet just play hypothetical let's say he would have cranked a home run off shohei otani what does that change for me nothing uh and i'm not saying it just came down to that moment because that's how that question just came off yeah for me it wouldn't change anything but it i mean it would have been really cool but it wouldn't have we haven't anything. talked about it, but just like the pitching performance by Shohei Otani on that, just that at bat alone, to start like was, I don't remember what he's throw three hundred mile. He threw two hundred mile an hour threw, pitches, yeah, and he struck him out on an eighty seven mile an hour slider, which looked like it moved sixteen inches. Oh my god, it was like literally inside mm-hmm. out. Like that was it was disgusting and so well placed, perfectly outside of the zone mm-hmm. to where Mike Trout's yeah, like to get him this is chase. in the middle. JK, it is gone. And again, I think they mentioned it on the broadcast of like Mike Trout does strike out a lot. That's just like the league now, mm-hmm. but he doesn't strike out swinging a lot. So the fact that Shohei even got him swinging on that was incredible. Like he's got what twenty four swinging strikeouts? Yeah, in like, his, like over six thousand at bats. Yeah, which yeah. I think it was all three swinging. Like all three strikes have to be him swinging. There's only twenty four yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. That's disgustingly good. And again, Mike Trout, I. I I saw a thing earlier today, and maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday. Uh, Major League Baseball or ESPN ranked their top guys in Major League Baseball. Mike Trout comes in at number two. I have no argument against that. Yeah, Shohei, I do think passed him. I mean, just the like there were a lot of great players on Japan, like the, the young pitchers mm-hmm. that they have getting ready to come into. Yeah, the they, they had like a first or third baseman who they said like hit fifty five home runs last year, mm-hmm. and he's only twenty three years old. There's a they have a 21 year old pitcher who mm-hmm. can throw like 103 miles an hour. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, 
I grew up watching Japan kick ass in the Little League World Series. Yeah. You're like, why are we talking about the Little League World Because those guys are now older. <laughs> like, they are now developing. Like, that is a whole new generation of baseball players coming out of Japan who are great athletes, mm-hmm. who are great baseball players. And we're going to see the game of baseball change. We're going to see more of that Japanese style of baseball. We're going to see those disgusting breaking balls that are unhittable. We're going to see why, you know, some big home run hitters in the major leagues go play in Japan for couple seasons just so they can figure out how to hit a breaking ball if they can't figure it out here and then yeah. they come back and they're more comfortable with it ichiro uh, from japan yeah. one of the he's one of the greatest hitters of all time yep i mean he didn't come to major league baseball until he was 27 years old and is one of the all-time hit leaders i, I think he has yeah he has over 3,000 hits and he missed out on like five or six seasons and the other thing i love about you know japan and japanese baseball players is just the respect they have for the game and their equipment too oh even um uh shohei before the game it's like you know we've all spent our entire lives admiring these guys from the united states not tonight we don't <laughs> admire them tonight tonight we beat them he said that yeah that, oh I mean, my that's, god <laughs> i got chills all of japan brick wall boom <laughs> yeah <laughs> broken like, yeah for one night we stop admiring them and we beat them Whew, they did. That gives me chills. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Yeah. So That's he, cool. <laughs> Shohei's he's he's the guy now. It, Mike Trout, I, he's number two. That's that's still a really good place. The best be. part is like they're on the same team in the majors, and I know everybody yeah. knows that, but like to go back to the club ha- like to the clubhouse and just I hope they have a moment where they're sitting there at their lockers and they just make eye contact across the room and it's just like a yeah, hey, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And Trout is 31. Uh, he'll be 32 in August. Shohei uh, is going to be 29 in July. So they're they're kind of right there in their their peak. <laughs> Shohei's two years older than me. Yeah. Look at what he's doing. <laughs> Look at what I'm he's doing. He's throwing one one, <laughs> crushing home runs. Ugh. Yeah, just being the man. Bilingual. Like yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> I almost I feel bad for the Angels, and I'm almost rooting for their success. They are like the Detroit Lions. They're the team. If the I Detroit Lions say, had Patrick Mahomes, because I feel like they're better than Detroit because they've had those moments of yeah. just and they've being made some great playoffs. and solid players. Yeah, but they do. They have the two best players in baseball. Who's like a good football team? They're the Buffalo Bills to me. You're just waiting for them to get out of the hump. But even the Bills get are over making the, the playoffs, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know the if Char- they're the freaking Chargers <laughs> right there in LA. They got all this talent. They can't stay healthy enough to last a season and make it. Mm-hmm. Chargers missed playoffs this year, so that fits. Probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. The season uh, ended two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, again, I, I went down a rabbit hole of just stats today. I know I've said it before. The sports reference website, baseball-reference.com, I'm telling you, I lost three hours of my life on that website. You almost today. just need to think. <laughs> Find a way to go like live streaming and just like go through that with people because uh-huh. like it's insane how you could just find information. Oh, yeah. and you're so good Even, at it too. Like I have uh, King Griffey Jr.'s first twelve years of his career highlighted. King Griffey Jr. hit 438 home runs in his first twelve years, and he also hit 1,200 RBIs. Both of those are better than what Mike Trout's doing. The difference: Griffey was winning Gold Gloves. <laughs> so I, I like. I really like Mike Trout. I do. He's kind of like my LeBron James. He's really good. He's just he's not as good as everybody says he is at the moment. And I wonder if people think that about Patrick Mahomes too. Because, you know, he's got some goat talk. And really, if we're being honest, it's still Brady. Oh, it's for sure you know? still Brady. But I think we can look at Mahomes and say, hey, he's on pace for it. Like, he's breaking records along mm-hmm. the way. You know what I mean? Like, he's living up to those standards for that. And I think if you compare that to, like, I don't know about LeBron James either because he's breaking those stats. Now, granted, you know, there's longevity of his career, but I he's think still a, owning those records. And Mike Trout, we're not, we're not necessarily seeing that. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of recency bias with all three of them. Mm-hmm. Who's better, Bryce Young or uh, – not Bryce Young, excuse me, Bryce Harper or uh, Mike Trout in your opinion? Definitely Trout. Okay. Like, I think it's Shohei and Trout, one, two, and then there's a huge gap of everyone else, and then – those guys. Uh, we'll, no Aaron we, Judge? Uh, let's talk about it on Sunday. Uh, let's get to some March Madness because that is happening right now as we speak. The games for tonight, right now, you have Kansas State and 
Michigan State playing, who do you think wins this game, even though uh, they just started the second half? It's a little like a little I have my I've I've recreated my uh top four, my final four here. You've recreated I, who who's your original? Uh my original was <laughs> Oh, this is so stupid. Uh <laughs> Purdue, Duke, Kansas, and Texas. And then I had Purdue and Kansas in the national championship with Purdue winning it. So you got you got Light one that bitch t- on fire. <laughs> Light that Whoops. bitch on fire. My so my original Final four is still pretty good. It was Alabama, Duke, Gonzaga, and Texas. So I've still got three out of the four in there. Thankfully, I didn't have Duke winning it. I I have Gonzaga winning it. I don't feel super confident about it, though. I think they might get bounced this round. Against, they play UConn, right? Uh, UCLA. You, oh, excuse me. That's mm-hmm. the other side of the bracket. Uh, so here's a, another game that's going to happen tonight. If, if you're listening to this on Friday, it happened last night. Arkansas versus UConn. Arkansas is hot. They are. It's what we talked about <laughs> Sunday. Like they got hot at the right time. I yeah, mean, that I win think over they Kansas win was huge for them. I, I do. I think that they win uh, that game tonight over UConn. It's going to be an upset. Arkansas is an eight seed. Mm-hmm. They've definitely played better than an eight seed this year. Um, so to answer the question, who's winning this game between Michigan State and Kansas State? Um, I have Michigan State in my new Final Four, but it's mm-hmm. kind of what we talked about when this game started before we started the show. Kansas State's ranked as a three C, but I just don't respect it. But I think I need to because they hit, they do everything correctly. They're yeah. good defensively. They can hit those clutch th- shots from three. We saw that last week, and it's just again one of those deals where I'm just kind of overlooking them, and that's what's going to you know be <laughs> El Rongo for Mio. <laughs> and for me, like Michigan State and Tom Izzo, it's They've hard for me to pick since two thousand. It's hard for me to mm-hmm. pick them. I've never seen I've seen Michigan State be good. It's when they get to those moments where the expectation is set for them, they freaking choke. Yeah, like they'll make an Elite Eight or Sweet 16, and people will be like, damn, Tom, like I'm doing mm-hmm. right now, Tom Izzo, look at him. Yep, yep, yep. And then they'll get bounced by K-State. <laughs> yeah. The last time they did anything was since 2000. He won a national championship in 2000, uh-huh. and it has prolonged him for another 23, 23 years. Yes. And they've been solid. They will. They'll make a run in the tournament. I think Tom Izzo is a really good coach. But you have talked me into it. I'm going to take K-State in this one yeah. as well. Arkansas, but I, this UConn. is, again, me sitting here with my new Final Four of Michigan State <laughs> sitting there, and I've just shit it on them. <laughs> what about Arkansas-UConn? Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas because I agree with you. But UConn's one of those teams where I think they're, they're just not getting respected, kind of what I just said about Kansas State, where you, know, you look up some of their advanced stats and metrics here, and it's like, hey, this is a team that's supposed to be good. This is a team that, <laughs> if you look at it that way, they're supposed to make a run here. So if they win, I'm not going to be surprised, but I'm picking Arkansas just due to the fact of they're close to us. They were really good last year. They dealt with a lot of injuries this season, and they're hot at the right time. Yep, uh, same. Um, other games that we have tonight, Florida Atlantic at ten- and Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee because I don't know shit about Florida Atlantic. <laughs> uh, they're pretty good. But, <laughs> yeah, they made it this far. <laughs> That's about all I know, Congratulations. Too. I'm taking Tennessee because I'm, I'm taking Tennessee just to the fact that they just beat the shit out of Duke. If you could beat the shit out of Duke, you can beat the shit out of Florida Atlantic. And if you can't, Florida Atlantic has my respect. You know what I love about our show? We'll make a bold statement, and then I'm about to go against it. This <laughs> trap game. <laughs> it went under. You just beat Duke. Tennessee's now gone. Now you see that yeah. nine seed, and you're going to lose to Florida Atlantic. So you know what? Change it. Florida Atlantic <laughs> won that game. It hasn't started yet. You're listening to this tomorrow. Florida Atlantic's your winner over Tennessee. No one's shocked because you saw it last night. Uh, last game for tonight, Gonzaga and UCLA. I'm riding with Gonzaga because they are in my final four, and I picked them to win. So I don't love the way that they're playing, but I just need them to win. Yeah. I'm not a believer of UCLA, just to be honest with you. And Gonzaga, I think like true Drew Timmy, mm-hmm. I would like to see him just kind of get some – I want to see him back in the national championship. I you know, saw like I want to see him – He has another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that like a month or so ago because people were talking about it. It was like 2020 doesn't count. As a year of eligibility, he could go back. And did we they saw go to a national championship a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They did make it. Okay, that's right. They made it. They lost. But we saw um, Baycott from North Carolina. He's already decided that he's going back to North Carolina for another year. Yeah, I think Drew Timmy should do the same thing. Go cash in on some NIL. That's what we talk about with like Jake. These guys are not Georgia. NFL play- or mm-hmm. NBA players. They're yep. just not. It's like what we talk about with Jake Fromm in Georgia. Go be a legend. Go be a god in that university. Especially Maybe in North talk Carolina. about the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah, I saw some Even people with questioning. Yeah, Bay College. Why would you do that? 
Because it's North Carolina. You're probably going to make a million dollars. You want to do a... that or you want to go play in the G League for a year? <laughs> yeah. No, the yeah. G League will be waiting for you. <laughs> Chapel Hill will not. You get one more run at that one. And I, I do. I think the same thing with Drew Timmy. Go back. Be a god. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. it you know, an, another year of kind of – it's not exactly carefree, but it's not – you're not in the real world. Hey, go get your doctorate, boo. Just get your doctorate and play basketball. <laughs> right, right. At least you Yeah, your master's. I'm sure that he's probably already like working on that. Just take some fun I classes. would assume his master's is completed, surely. <laughs> probably. But, you know, <laughs> just take some fun classes. Whatever you want to do. Uh, games that are tomorrow. Uh, let's look at those two. San Diego State and Alabama, the one seed. I have Alabama in my final four, and they are playing very well. It's questionable. Nick Saban's even wondering, right place, wrong time. I don't know. I think Alabama wins on the basketball court. Should they be looked at a little bit differently? Probably, but I think they win this basketball game. Did Nick Saban say something about the basketball team? He he said that you have to be careful about who you're around and that he doesn't believe in wrong place at the wrong time because who you surround yourself with like dictates your situations. And if you weren't hanging around the wrong people, you wouldn't find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. What's happened? What have I missed? Because the basketball player who murdered somebody and then the star freshman who's still playing, the Alabama head basketball coach came out and said that, no, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Holy shit, that was Alabama. Oh, my. We spent a whole episode. Why did I just completely overlook that? I was going to I knew we'd talked about it. Man. And so this week. That Nick was Saban, Alabama. Yeah. Man, shoot Nick Saban. Oh, golly. Uh, yeah. Came out and said, I don't believe in that. You got to surround yourself with better people. <laughs> wow, I'm stunned at myself right there. How in the world? I'm Any a little you, surprised too. Uh, I'm beginning to pick Alabama, but at the same time, for some reason, I'm just looking at that San Diego State, just wondering, what if? Mm-hmm. They haven't really been tested, San Diego State, Mm-mm. because they ran into FDU or whoever they are, right? <laughs> yeah. Or no, they ran into Furman. Mm-hmm, it's like, okay, Virginia. congratulations. Yeah. You you got to buy in the second round. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset about it. I, I would a little bit because it would ruin my bracket, but I am taking Alabama. Miami at Houston, that's, I don't feel confident in Houston. I don't either, but at the same time, I'm going to pick them because of it. They can be a little streaky, mm-hmm. which is it can be exciting. You know, If you're hitting, you're good. If you're not, well, we all know you're not. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I think they're I'd probably the... safe this game. Yeah. The next one, Princeton and Creighton. Uh, what an awkward matchup, by the way. Like, who would have expected these guys to be? If yeah, you imagine bracket, you buy your tickets. Shut up. Like, Louisville. No, you and yeah. you're like, yes, sweet 16. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I'm going Princeton. I I think I'm going to take Creighton, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know either of these teams, so I'm not going to try and give nope. any analysis because I don't. That's just a, a pick out of the bucket. Mm-hmm. And the yep. next, Xavier versus Texas, I'm rolling with the horns, baby. Hook them. I am too. They, they are a team that's playing very well. And I went back and forth in my bracket a lot. Uh, at one point, I had Purdue picked to win, and then I changed it, thankfully. Good then point. I had Alabama picked to win. I changed it. Then I picked Texas to win. You felt like a homer? Felt like a homer. I actually had one of my students call me out and like, oh, of course uh, you picked Texas. Yeah. So I changed it to Gonzaga. Damn. <laughs> Texas is playing real good right now. So we'll see if they can get past Xavier. That's going to be a good game. That one's in Kansas City. I thought about Making that drive up there. Tickets, really? If you're in the area, you can get in the building pretty cheap. Really? 30 bucks. You're lying. I'm looking at it right now on ESPN. Tickets as low as $30. That's 8.45 tomorrow. Yeah. I could get off work and still go. Yeah. Yeah. You want to? <laughs> we'll see. $30? Uh, dude, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I mean, KU tickets were more expensive than that. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> and I'm not sure how the tickets work. I think you just get like a day pass. You get I know like it was like the opening round. You get like two games. Yeah, I don't know how it works, though, since there's only two. Right. I don't, I don't either. I guess maybe they try to kick everybody out and then make sure you have your other ticket. Good luck with that. Either way, uh, you can get into these games, both sets of games, honestly. Um, even if you wanted to see Alabama and San Diego State, 27 bucks. That gets you in the building. That's a lot more reasonable. Sitting close is cool. Just being able to say that you were in the building for something mm-hmm. works. Because I'll tell you, in five years, nobody's going to ask where you were sitting when you were at the game. 
Unless you're, you're talking just, to me. Because <laughs> I'm going to be like, dude, where were your seats at? And I'm like, up me. high. Like, dude, don't even care, man. That's mm-hmm. freaking dope. I just want to know, be like, so did you get to see the play? Like, for me, facial expressions are cool. Like, if I can see facial expressions, mm-hmm. I think that just it sets cool. a new tone to the game. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Royals wild card game is the best supporting event I've ever been at. Mm-hmm. I had really good seats for it. Nobody ever asked about that, though. Yeah. It's just, damn, you were there for that? You guys didn't leave? Nope. Sat there the whole time. Almost cried. Maybe did a little bit. You should have cried. I would have cried. <laughs> I cried in my apartment. There were so many people crying. I don't fault them. I don't, honestly, yeah. I don't know how I held it together. Good for you. Because I am a crier. That moment, I didn't cry. But you can get into the building pretty cheap uh, for some of these games. Uh, that's it for us today, though. Uh, I mean, we hit football, basketball, and baseball. Look at us. Look at We've us. been saying we were going to do it for three weeks. We did it. We did not say it today, and we did it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that we will do it again on Sunday, but that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us, and we'll talk to you all then.